Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. We are now in the month of February. This is the month of Valentine's Day, or as many singles label it, Singles Awareness Day, a term I'm very familiar with. It's the time of the year when the aisles of supermarkets and shops are in line with red and pink cellophane packaged chocolates and stuffed animals. You'll scroll past ads on social media featuring flowers and jewelry, and restaurants upcharge their set menu meals, all in the name of love. As sweet as these aspects of romantic love may be, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we want to explore when romantic love essentially ends. Romantic love isn't all butterflies and rainbows, and especially in our mid-twenties and onward, it often takes on a different weight. Romantic love during this period in life can be incredibly complex, working through each individual's past relationship traumas, ourselves changing and figuring out who we are and what type of partner we are most compatible with, and not to mention differing communication styles and potentially different future goals that evolve during the relationship. Oftentimes, a breakup is not just a change of heart, but can be due to multiple factors. So today, we're going to be talking about the period when a romantic relationship starts to when it eventually ends, when and how they've happened for us, how we process these moments, and what we learn from them. So Janet, we're going to be talking about your most recent relationship. Yeah. So before we kind of dive into the nitty-gritty of how your relationship ended with the most recent partner, Mm -hmm. I thought we should probably give some context to how it even started for our listeners. I had a mutual friend that I found out was recently single. The things I learned about this person, I was like, oh my God, I think this guy could be a really good potential match for Janet. And um, I asked my other mutual friend to like, hey, like, do you mind tapping him to see if he's interested in getting to know someone? Because he, he was recently out of a relationship. Yeah. A long one, like a five-year relationship. And I didn't know where his head, headspace was at. But I was really excited because I'm like, oh my God, one, I think he may be a really good fit for my really good friend. You know, two, I have a chance to like set someone up. You know, and make this happen for you because I feel like we talk about like dating and like it's hard to find someone. Yeah. And so the match happened and you guys started texting each other and 
dating for a few months. Yeah. And just to, I remember at one point of highlight that I remember Mel like messaged me. She's like, oh my God, Jay, I'm so excited. I have something to share with you. I was like, what? And you kind of talked about this guy. And the, the biggest thing that you thought of why we would be compatible is because you learned that his breakup, one of his, in his previous relationship, a big point of contention was wanting a family and kids. Mm. And you were like, babies, Janet wants babies. <laughs> So there was, you, I know that there were aspects of his personality and his interests that you thought would be compatible, but that stood out to me as you're like, oh, he wants the same future as yeah. you do. And that might be why you guys could be a good match right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I was like, I think when, he, when my friend told me that about this person, I was like, oh, okay. And then what I also did was, before even tapping Jay, I also called Helen individually. I was like, hey, so you know our girl Janet, right? Like, what do you think about this guy? Like, I screened him through us first yeah. before reaching out to you which is weird because i wanted to make sure like am i just seeing this for myself like do you also be- do you also agree helen that this guy could be a good fit and she's like yeah and i was like great <laughs> and so that's how it kind of came about and obviously you know we we passed the conversation the torch to to initiate this relationship to janet and this person and they were they started their own journey with that yeah and you know honestly i would check in because when she's like i'm going on my first date and going on this i would Honestly, as one of your good friends, I was really invested in this too. So, well, I shared my perspective and kind of like how I passed a torch, you know, to Janet to start this relationship. Jay, I'd love to hear your story and how your perception of the relationship was or like, how did it go for you? Yeah. So I think this was a prime example of a potential really good match, meaning um, him and I got along very well. Uh, when we were starting to learn about each other. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of similar interests. We have kind of similar personality traits. And more importantly, we have very similar values. And we had similar visions of the future. Mm. We both wanted a family. We both wanted kids. And we both wanted that sooner than later. Mm. Um, I think we are also both people who are very focused in our work and have like a lot of our personal ambition comes from that. Um, He is also someone who is very financially um, aware and that is something it's not necessarily about being financially stable as it is just somebody who understands how to have like he had his shit together basically and he he personally had an interest in personal finance for me I'm not the strongest in personal finance but I have enough knowledge and I have enough desire to want a partner who is understanding of that and kind of lead in that direction Mm. for all those reasons like we worked really well like on paper everything you know check on, on on similar values, check on wanting similar futures, uh, check on getting along in our, in our personalities. However, um, this is what I've seen is now at this age when I'm dating with the intention for marriage, as much as you can kind of do check out in the beginning, it takes about two to three months to really get to know the person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I think it takes two to three months no matter what time of your life you're dating. Um, but because I'm looking for a permanent partner, like – being seeing someone for three months now is kind of similar to seeing someone for like almost a year when I was Mm. younger Mm -hmm. because we're getting through the barriers so much more quickly to try to evaluate if we're a good fit right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what happened for us is we just kind of laid everything out on the table like we our first month of quote-unquote dating and by the way we never put a title on it because the weight of putting a title on it at this stage was very significant. Mm. So the first month, it was just a lot of trying to get to know each other as as best as we could. Mm-hmm. And then I think it started to get serious after maybe date four or five, where it's like, okay, yes, we're having fun, but let's reality check here. Um, we're both 
looking for a permanent partner. Uh, I, am a, as a woman wanting kids, have a faster timeline than he does. It eventually just hit a point where it became kind of more serious. Mm-hmm. And I think when there was more on the line um, and it wasn't just getting to know someone, having fun dates together and going on picnics, and it really became how do you evaluate if this is going to be a good lifelong partner for you? Mm-hmm. And you have some of those hard conversations. Like some of the things that were not the best fit about our relationship came to the forefront a little yeah. bit more. How it eventually ended, I can set the storyline for you. Um, it ended in front of a Benny's Tacos. <laughs> what? During lunch one day, on one of our week, like uh, we were both pretty busy, so we would not really see each other on the weekdays. We would just hang out on the weekends. So I would go over to his place on the weekends and we would have like a weekend together, sometimes working together and then go grab lunch. And so on one of our weekend lunches, we went to Benny's Tacos We grabbed our tacos. We went and sat out in front of the patio. And as we were, you know, getting out the salsas and putting the lime squeeze on my fish taco, I kind of just casually brought up, you know, hey, you know, that conversation that we've been having about how we're not feeling the most connected. um, Where, like, where do we stand now? You know, like what, what's going on? And that conversation, I had not planned for that to be a serious, like, ending the relationship kind of conversation but it eventually got to this point where within like two or three minutes there was like this oh okay I guess we shouldn't see each other anymore and I was like okay and then suddenly I found myself ugly crying in front of a Benny's tacos (laughs) in the mid middle of the day with all these people walking by and I'm like this is so embarrassing I did not expect it was just it was kind of an unexpected ending yeah um and just for some context We had a couple of conversations, obviously, leading up to this last conversation, and it started a couple weeks, maybe a month before the ending conversation, uh, where we openly addressed that we were both not feeling the most connected. He usually feels connected to someone through humor, and that is a big point, right? Like, I think we just have different senses of humor. Um, I loved his sense of humor, and I would find it funny, but I wasn't someone who threw it back to him, and I think that's how he's used to connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on my end, I'm used to connecting with people through deep conversation. And while we had a lot of those in the beginning couple of dates, after a while, I think for him, he's not into having those deep conversations all the time. Whereas that's what I love. I love analyzing things. And so we both had talked about how we're not feeling the most connected. And we're like, okay, what are ways that we can address this? Um, Let's see if maybe it's maybe like we need to just try a little bit more like continue dating and 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 putting ourselves in situations that help us get to know each other more maybe we can connect in different ways right so mm-hmm. we decided like well what's a way to kind of take the next step in a relationship is going on a trip together and maybe taking ourselves out of our everyday you know lives and see if there's a way if the way we work together and the way that we plan um maybe having fun together like maybe just changing things up yeah, would yeah. allow us to maybe I would have the sense of humor that he needed and maybe he would have the conversations that I needed. So we went on that trip and then I brought up this conversation out of Benny's Tacos about a week after that. And this was kind of the, okay, now we've gone on that trip. How are we both feeling? Mm. When we kind of tried to debriefed, I guess, the trip, I was like, you know, I had a really good time, but I still wasn't feeling the most connected to you. Mm. And he said, I agree. I thought it was like a really good trip. We work well together, but I also struggled to feel that connection. And he's like, yeah, I'm just thinking that, you know, for me, humor is really important for me to to, you know, have a relationship with someone. Because as much as we said, 
if the two of us want the same thing, we both want kids and I, I can look at him and be like, I would want you to be the father of my kids. And he might be like, you would be a great mother to my kids. But we never know, like, what if we can't have kids or something? And at the end of the day, could we as two people, could we look at each other and be like, this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If I had to be locked into a room with this person, could we entertain each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could we feel feel fulfilled? And he's like, more and more, I feel like I need the sense of humor. And I remember sitting there like, okay, I also am still struggling to feel connected. I need that conversation, but I'm willing to see if I can still connect with you in a different way. Maybe, you know, like conversations what I've needed before, but maybe, maybe I could see if this could work. So I was like, just to be clear, I'm still willing to keep trying. And yeah, he's yeah. like, well, I just feel like, I think I, I know for sure for me, mm. it's, I need the, I need the humor. So it wasn't this definitive, like, hey, coming to the table, are we going, you know, what's, what's the definition of our relationship? Are we continuing? It was just this very, like, kind of, I could tell he was thinking about his words as he was saying it and didn't intend to, like, end it there. But it was kind of like, well, mm. yeah, I think I do need this. And if I need this, that probably means that we shouldn't see each other anymore. And I was kind of like, okay. And then I ugly cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, Jay, thanks for walking us through, like, how it ended. Because to be honest, for our listeners – I didn't even know exactly how it ended because I think you ended right before the holidays and like I found out over a friend's birthday because she was just hanging out with him. I was like, she's like, oh, we just broke up. I was like, oh. and yeah. I, obviously we couldn't talk about in that situation because like we're there celebrating our friend's birthday. It was just like a weird situation. So I'm also getting the complete like story of it right yeah, now too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it basically this happened uh, over the holidays and our our like schedule was so packed because we have a our social calendar is very packed over the holidays like almost everyone's is yeah. right and um I had spent a weekend with him and then during lunch we we broke up and right before he had to go off and mm. and do um he had like um uh, a job thing that he had to go to and I then had a birthday party to go to that night and I was in a text thread where we were trying to prepare for the birthday and I was like, you know what? I got an hour or two to kill. I don't really want to be alone in my thoughts right now. I'm going to go grab the cake. I'll volunteer to be the person that yeah. gets the cake. And then I think I texted you and Helen was like, so we're not seeing each other anymore. And you guys are like, oh my God. I was like, it's okay. I'm going to I'm gonna run some errands and not really think about it right now because I have to be together to be social this yeah. evening at the dinner party for our friend. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of co- couple of questions that kind of like pop into my, my brain about this because, oh, man. Okay, so... Obviously, you know, Helen and myself and our other close friends kind of knew Janet was like, when these issues start coming up, she was, she will ask, she'll ask us like, what do I do? Like, do I keep going at it? Like, and we'll be trying to, we'll obviously give her advice, but you know, we know you're going to do what's right for you. So we kind of were aware of these issues even before the trip. So we knew about that. But I guess with a breakup, my question is when you asked him, where do we go from here? Yeah. What did you, I guess, what answer did you expect? Yeah. And to be honest, so like when I brought that up, my intention was just to start the conversation. Mm. Um, and the thing that I found challenging about this was, and I think this is a challenge for all relationships, is you're trying to figure out where you stand and yeah. what you want. Yeah. Um, and it's and for me, I am someone who like, I'm not very good at figuring out where I stand in isolation of that person. I need to have a conversation with them. I kind of depend a little bit on where they stand. And that was something that I learned for me. Like I want to be able to have my own perspective, my own opinion yeah. without knowing what they think or what they want. Um, 
But part of that is also just, it's kind of my nature in all things and all conversations and all negotiations. My, my like opinion or my stance is going to depend partially on the other person's stance. Of course. So when I came to that, when, when I brought that up over tacos, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be like, hey, so like, how are you feeling? You know, and I think, and that was, that was what we, that was what that conversation was supposed to be. But it's just, it just so happened that the, it ended with, okay, well, I guess if that's how you're feeling, then we probably shouldn't continue this anymore. Yeah, man, this is tough. But like, obviously it sounds like you didn't, you didn't expect that ending to come. So, well, at a taco stand, Yeah, you know, obviously, (laughs) but uh, I'm sorry you have to go through that because I know it's like any type of like that feeling sucks. And also in a public setting, I can only imagine like. I cried publicly before. It's, yeah. just, it's not a fun feeling. Um, I was ugly wailing. It was bad. And I even told, but, and the thing was, and I'm com- like, I'm a fairly composed person. Oh, for sure. And it's not, I want to. I actually think I remember telling Mel um, a little after this that I was, one of the things that I loved about it was that I was able to cry because I have a hard time showing my emotions. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that moved me to tears, I was like, oh, that was actually an improvement for me. I was able to let it out. Yeah. And he was really sweet about it. He was not, you know, he said, look, this is not easy for me. Like, I'm not ending it because I I necessarily, like, I still like you. I'm still attracted to you. But, um, you know, I think now I'm just, I'm more deliberate about my dating. And and for me, I think it was out of consideration to not drag me along, right? Yeah. If he knew that, like, if he didn't necessarily see a permanent future with me, you yeah. don't want to continue. And, and, you know, we walked, we went for a walk around the neighborhood and he also said, like, you know, can we have another, com- can we have a follow-up conversation? And I could tell he was very thoughtful about it. He, like, chatted with a friend. He composed, a, you know, a full-on message. And then when we had a phone conversation the next day. Mm. So I feel like he, he did everything he could to make it, to handle it as as well as he could. But yeah, it's never fun to yeah. feel like I was like, damn, yeah, I was kind of dumped in front of a taco shop. Yeah. <laughs> like, no well, so Jay, like, to be honest, I, like I shared earlier, like I, not to influence your decision, because honestly, I know at the end of the day, this is your relationship, this is your life. I like to check in on you with, with this relationship because I was like, oh, I kind of helped set it up. I wanted to see how you're doing. And to be honest, I was rooting for it. But you also share your concerns with me. Like the reality, like the fantasy went away and the reality hit. You're like, yeah. to be honest, Mel, like I'm having these doubts and all these and these questions. I'm just like, oh. And like, I think at first I was like, oh, you could, you, you could make it work. Like I'm also the type to say you can make it work. But then obviously as you keep telling me these doubts are coming up, I'm like, okay, what is the reality of it? But like even before the taco shop moment of the actual breakup, was there a moment before that, the taco shop, that you knew it was over? Yeah. So there are two things that were a signal to me that this was not going to continue. Mm. One of them, and this is, you know how whenever you break up, you have a thing that you both said of why you broke up? Yeah. But then it's like, there's probably a lot of other reasons too. So his reason was he needs to connect through that similar humor. My reason was I need to connect through conversation. Um, that was valid. And that was a big point. Like I remember our very first time hanging out during the day where it wasn't like a, you know, you don't have like the the fantasy part of the date at night with the lights and the mm-hmm. drinks and it was just us grabbing coffee and kind of running errands. We were really quiet. And I was like, mm, I don't, even with the friends, like I feel like when I hang out with someone, the way that I connect with them is through conversation. And we were just quiet. And I know that you should be able to sit in silence with people. Yeah. But I was like this early on in the relationship, like I would want like I feel connected through people through conversation so that was the first sign to me when we left that weekend together I was like hmm I don't feel like that went so well and he was like oh I had a great time so I was like okay 
already we maybe connect in different ways Mm -hmm. the second aspect of kind of knowing when something is over like I said I do base a lot of my emotions off of the emotions of the other person and whether that's right or wrong that's just the way that I operate Mm -hmm. and when I could feel his enthusiasm wasn't fully there that affected my enthusiasm so one of the moments where I feel like okay maybe this is not going to work out is about a month and a half maybe into seeing each other or maybe yeah maybe a month and a half like six weeks in I kind of brought up the DTR convo or it was just more of the what are we kind of doing and um, kind of just bring up the idea of like titles and I got not the most warm reception from him and granted I was I understood where he was coming from because he was just leaving a very long-term relationship and so logically I knew um, you know like him wanting to go into another thing with titles Mm -hmm. is probably he's going to be a lot more hesitant Mm -hmm. but even in our conversation, he was like, I, but also honestly, like I do have concerns about us being compatible, like for that to go into that next stage. And even though I did as well, I think maybe for me, I didn't put the title on as high of a pedestal, perhaps because I was coming from a perspective where I'm like, I'm okay with calling someone my boyfriend. And then in a month we break up. I'm okay with that. But maybe for him, he's coming from a perspective of he was just in a really long-term relationship. And so maybe calling someone your girlfriend is going to be really significant. But either way, that conversation made me feel like, oh, he's like, doesn't really want to put a title on this. So already for me, that's a a level of enthusiasm that made me feel like, "Mm, this is probably not going to go too well. Mm. It's hard because like you could empathize with a partner because I, we knew he came out of a long-term relationship, but then then a question like, well, what happens if one partner values the weight of a name differently than someone else? What does that, how do you, what do you do in those situations? You know, if you're like, like. Yeah, I mean, and this is where we tried to really dissect and have a conversation. We we had a conversation extensively about, well, what's the difference between what we're doing right now and being in a relationship, you know? And that was a valid question that he asked. And I said, okay, because like we were pretty much like dating. We were yeah. hanging out and he wasn't seeing anyone else. I wasn't seeing anyone mm-hmm. else. He said, yeah, I'm like treating you like my girlfriend and I don't mind doing, like I'm doing the things for you the way that I would treat a girlfriend. And my answer is to what the difference between just continuing this not calling it anything and putting a title is to me it shows a sign of progression Mm. or like deeper commitment yeah right um but i also yeah but he he had his valid reasons for maybe being reserved not wanting to make that next jump and for me i was ready to and not having that like also be reciprocated was one of the first signs to me of okay i'm gonna retract now yeah oh this is so hard like when i hear this reasoning i think i told you this too or like obviously i'm not in this relationship jay so i'm gonna have a different perspective i i totally see both sides because as a, i think anyone in a relationship that title you just want to know that you're in this you're dating for a reason for me personally like at our yeah. age it's like am i just fucking around no i'm not like i'm actually pr- trying to find a long-term partner but if you're just going going along on dates, you're like, where is this going? Like, I want to know, for me, I want to be like, you're going somewhere. Cool. Like, I like that affirmation. But sometimes with the title, I'm also someone that's really like, a title for me means the world. Like, yeah, it's like, it's a significant, it has weight to it. It is. So like, for me, I don't call anyone my boyfriend. Like, my boyfriend's like, you're committed to me. That's what it is. So I think it depends on the person. For example, the weight of boyfriend girlfriend is really heavy for me. I wouldn't want them to call me that right away. For me, it's like a mental, it's a gut check. I'm like, do I think this relationship is progressing to a point where like, yeah, to the to the point of a title. If I feel like that and he feels like that, I would feel secure in that. But the difficult thing that I actually 
empathize for you is that it's going to be harder for you to determine that with him because of the fact he got out of a freaking five-year long-term relationship. So that moment to even get to the comfort of towards a title is going to be longer and harder. Yeah, yeah. First, any other person might feel like, hey, Janet, like, I do, I'm really attracted to you. I see this progressing, but I'm not ready for the title yet, but I do see, I'm getting closer to that. Yeah. Just know that you're on the track there. I think with him, you're like, I didn't, I think you just weren't sure, like, what track are we on? Yeah. Much, and right? he, I mean, but he was, um, I feel like all of our conversations, like, we were very openly trying to evaluate each other for, like, yeah. a permanent partnership. Yeah. Um, and even though in my mind, I was like, I understand that for you, it's very significant to change the, t- or to, to mm-hmm. make that leap into the title. Yeah. Um, my emotions, though, were like, if you're not ready, I don't feel like there's enthusiasm for me. I kind of start to, like, okay, yeah. then I'm not as invested in this. Yeah either right and I I tried emotionally not to do that because this happened to me in my last relationship too the moment I find I feel the guy is starting to retract a little bit I emotionally start to retract as Mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. um and I I know that in order for it to work like you need still someone to have the enthusiasm to keep pushing or to have the patience but I could feel that I just like was starting to not have it anymore yeah yeah it's hard because I feel like there's so much talking about love at this point but like I think sometimes in a lot of relationships like a lot of my girlfriends talk about like Sometimes they're the first to say, I love you, and the guy does. Even though they're a boyfriend yeah, and girlfriend, yeah. that hurts them a lot. And yeah. I understand that. But, like, for me, obviously, I'm not in that relationship. But, like, it sounds like, for me, couples are on this track. Some might be quicker than others, though. But how do you react to those situations? Yeah, I think it's almost always the case that yeah. they're, you're going to be going at different paces. Like, it's there's no such thing as this perfect, like, we're both super into each other at the super, you know, at the same yeah. time for all stages. Yeah. So almost always there's going to be someone leading. And maybe for me, it's like, I know even though I know it's like I want to emotionally do the leading and be patient and, and still give and be emotionally present, I couldn't. Like, I, I tried. Yeah. Like that, and that's why I didn't end it mm-hmm. when he... Because a younger me in the past when I've been in those situations where the where I felt like the guy wasn't reciprocating, I would get really, like, insecure and then maybe angry or emotional or just end it because mm-hmm. I'm trying to protect myself. I don't want to get hurt. But this time, I was like, okay, then it's okay. He needs more time. I will Mm -hmm. be patient and and give that. So I didn't actually actively do anything to end the relationship. I didn't do – but, of course, emotionally, I'm already starting to, like, lose my enthusiasm for it. Yeah, for sure. That's normal, I think. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So Jay, um, honestly, hypothetically speaking, if you were to come back to you now, would you actually rekindle this relationship? So initially, my cousin asked me this like two weeks after we, mm. or he like ended, um, and it wasn't, was it really even a relationship? It was, we didn't even have a title on it, but after we, we, he ended it, my answer two weeks after was, yeah, because I still had the same perspective, which is I didn't feel connected to him the way that I usually would, but I was open to trying longer to see if I could build that sense of connection with him. Mm. Um, now though, given more time, I'm kind of like, I think I'm starting to talk to other people now. I'm on the apps and stuff. And my perspective is like, if in the future we are both single and he comes back potentially. Yeah, I think I might still, but I don't know. It's like the more distance I have from it, I also see, I kind of hold my ground and understand why it didn't work. Yeah. That's kind of a fuzzy answer. But I guess mm. I guess it's like, if I had to choose one or the other, I probably would, I probably would um, give it a shot if I was still single. Mm, okay okay yeah I think that's like an eternal question that everyone always thinks about right like if your ex comes back would you would you give it another go and I'm curious for you Mel like if you think back to your most recent relationship Mm -hmm. which was a couple of years ago but it was pretty significant yeah and you shared about it on our podcast gosh um, and now that you've had those years of reflection maybe some of the ways that you look back on that relationship are different if that person came back to you now, would you rekindle? Okay, so honestly, after being far removed from the situation for around four years now, I actually think I wouldn't. And my answer was completely different probably a few months after Yeah, we broke up. Because you're so fresh in it. Like, he's like, a relationship, it was, my relationship, was, I felt really, like, I was really invested in it. So I think a few months after, I still had feelings for him, obviously. But... And I think back then, to be honest, I've had them. I had the mentality that with relationships, that if you really wanted to work, if you really want to make it work, you can make it work. Mm. My mindset has kind of shifted a little bit now because at the end of our breakup, he said to me, he made other excuses, but he also said to me, he was like, "I don't think we're compatible." And I was like, "No, compatibility is like not a thing. Like, if you really wanted to make it work, you could try." Mm. To be honest, Jay, maybe because I'm also far removed from my relationship. Like when you, yeah. you talk about like, oh, like he needed you needed this type of way to connect. He needed humor. My old me would be like, yeah, you guys could adjust for sure. Yeah. My new me, I don't know if I actually mm. think that is. I would probably reevaluate differently if I were in your shoes. To be yeah, honest, yeah. But for me, looking back at me and my ex at that time, my ego did not want to accept the fact that compatibility was actually a real thing. Because mm. I was like, we get along on so many other levels. We laugh. Like, we have the same values as our family. He got along with my parents. Like, mm. all this stuff was so great. Yeah, yeah. But if I don't really, like, dissect the nitty-gritty things, I think ultimately me and my ex were very different people. And we actually did not provide what the other person actually needed or want, mm. wanted. For example, our lifestyles are very different. He's someone that really likes to go out all the time. And, like, goes to, like, music festivals and whatnot. And for me, yes, I was on the edge of, like, I used to party on the weekends and, like, I liked being at home. But I think when I dated him, my homebodiness was starting to increase. And he was, like, he told me, he was, like, I feel like you like to stay home a lot more. And I was, like, I didn't want to acknowledge that. No, I don't. I like to go out still. Yeah. 
But even though I like to go out still, it was not at the level of what he wanted. Mm. So I knew deep down I could adjust myself, but I actually wouldn't be happy with it. So I knew I wouldn't, I couldn't provide that aspect of his lifestyle for him. And so just like little things like that, I'm starting to pick up like, you know what? You're right. We were actually, were not compatible. We were, we did get along. Cause like, I think we would laugh a lot too. And I did enjoy his company. There was a lot of infatuation for sure. But I think it wasn't enough to hold a strong relationship. Yeah, that's going. fascinating that you, that back then you were like, oh, um, screw compatibility. If you really want to make it yeah. work, you can. And now you're flipped. And yeah. I'm kind of the reverse where I'm at a place where I'm like, yes, we have our things that are more or less com- like based on compatibility. But I think that if you really do want to, if there is the enthusiasm, you can make it work. Yeah. And for me, that's where it's like, if he came back to me and there was the enthusiasm, I think mm. I I personally could work past some of the compatibility points. Yeah. I, I think there's a mix. Like it has to be like a mix of compatibility and also like the willingness. Like the I willingness, think for me, yeah. like I think for me too, I'm the type to fall. I give everything once I'm in. Mm. Cause I'm like, I feel everything. I'm very, I'm a feeler. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, I could, I, I'm the type to have rose colored glasses too. Mm. So I think for me, like I'm now just like, how can I be a little bit more logical to relationships? Because I'm going to all go. I'm, I'm all yeah. in. And that actually is a really interesting difference between the two of us that we talk about a lot is you are very emotion first mm-hmm. and I'm very logic first. So if we think about like if love is a cliff, Mel is the kind of person that will jump straight up yeah. and I'm the person that's like slowly going down on a rope and neither is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like I really want to learn to be more emotionally open like mm-hmm. you. I think my issue is that maybe, for example, like if – in his hesitation, I was emotionally invested. I would have been able to make up for his lack of enthusiasm and and carried us a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because if think about it, if you're if you're like I'm on the fence, but someone else is like I really want to be with you, then you yeah, might make really. it through that bump, right? Yeah. But because I'm someone who tends to be emotionally protected, if we ever hit a bump, I'm not good at being that person who's going to be emotional and being like I really want to make this work with you. Mm-hmm. But I I know that you need that sometimes. You yeah. you need that because you're going to have bumps in the relationship. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to work on is being more emotion for like mm-hmm. i need your rose colored glasses can i borrow <laughs> yeah the, i will say though like to be honest jay as you're talking through like some of the issues you had with this past person the de- the double-edged sword of having your feelings all in is that with the rose colored glasses i let i let a lot of things slip that i shouldn't yeah. have like mm. to be honest i would actually do things differently a little bit if i had to go back yeah Ish. how would you how what are the things that you would change I think I would have been less afraid to bring things up and not sweep issues under the rug so much because again, mm. I was like, we could, oh, it's okay. Like, that's fine. Like, we'll make it work. You don't want to rock the boat. I don't. Yeah. For example, me and my ex-boyfriend, like we tackled conflict, like tackling conflict with him was actually very difficult for me. Mm. And I think it's because I'm actually very sensitive. So I might bring up issues that I have with mm-hmm. the relationship and he'd be like, and he actually is a type to get heated get upset oh no like people like to fight fire with fire yeah i'm not fire at all in relationships yeah, yeah. i'm more i'm a water yeah <laughs> i water like side. i like to it's it's hard for me to bring up things sometimes when i do i want to talk it out but obviously emotions get involved i understand that but he was a little bit too fiery for me and I, so when that reaction comes i get scared and so mm. what i do is i started avoiding issues and then my rose colored glasses like man i'm uh, so into him that it's yeah, okay yeah, yeah. We'll work through this. That's or it's. I'll just I'll just like ignore that for now because I think sometimes you're also taught to be like, 
choose your battles yeah yeah i think sometimes i don't want a battle at all i would i would definitely if i were you in that situation similarly i don't like fighting and confrontation when it's heated is hard for me too so i can definitely see if your partner is someone who gets angry and if your personality is mm-hmm. that that makes you fearful, yeah. it's really hard to confront any issues that you have. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's why I would, I would have done things differently. And I also just looking at it in the end, I think we just actually were not compatible. Like if I were to see him now on a dating app, I'd probably swipe left. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's because you've changed? Yeah, I think mm. I think both. You know what it is? I feel like, yes, I have changed. But I think back then we got in, we got along enough to be in a relationship. And not in a long-lasting one, though. Mm. I don't think we would have... We would have... I don't think we would have What do you think... What did you have in common that made the relationship last as long as it did? We're both Taiwanese-American. And I think culture is a big thing I, I, I strongly identify with and connect with. This relation was the first time I saw marriage as a future. I saw uh, long-term. Yeah, yeah, I actually did. I was like, oh, shit. Like, even though I always dated for a long-term partner, it seemed more real to me. Mm. You know? Like, he met my family. Yeah. And my family actually liked him and he could, they could communicate with him. And I was like, fuck. Like, that was like, seeing my mom like my like my boyfriend, I was like, oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, you know? that is, I feel like uh, a lot of us maybe undervalue how much, if you're close with your family, their opinion of your, or how they get along with your potential partner does make such a, it plays a really big role, I think, in your own emotional, yeah. like, connection with that person. It is, it is. And it's hard because, like, he was for sure so polite and so, like, very is really great with my family. So I can mm. deny that, you know, but, and also one thing I, I've changed now, I was so driven by attraction and I know that uh, I was like hell into him. I was like, he's so fucking hot. Oh, like, <laughs> all this stuff. He's a good bot. Like, all that stuff. Nowadays, I think I was telling you, it's like, I go on dates with very attractive men and I'm just like, mm, you know what? Like, I just don't see a connection, the compatibility yeah. thing. So I would have ended it maybe earlier because mm. of all the reasons I listed. Like, as much as I, you want to think your partner is like fucking hot, like it can only go so far sometimes, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I do think I've in some ways have changed my values a little bit. Yeah. And kind of, I have a better understanding of what I'm compatible with and what I actually need versus what I actually want. Yeah. You know? I think that's a very good point is taking away that if you could go back, you would confront issues a little bit more or you would, conf- you would be more confrontational. Yeah. Oh, and just right before you ended, you said if I could... Or like one thing I've learned from... One thing I learned is I think my values have changed a bit. Yeah. And it's more like I think I'm looking... I know what I need versus what I want. Mm. And what is what is it that you need? I think before I struggle with trying to catch... Trying to keep up with his lifestyle, like going out on the weekends mm. and whatnot. And like I want someone that's probably more of like slow, slower paced than that. Like I still want to go out and have fun, but like not every weekend... But also someone I could do like the small things with and really enjoy the small moments, Mm. you know? And I think I didn't get that as much in that relationship. Obviously, I'm I'm in a different place now too, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I truly value like a mixture of like, I like fun conversations that go deep, but also like we're laughing throughout throughout the whole conversation. And I think with him, our humor was a little bit off. Uh, Yeah. I mean, humor is a big thing. Yeah. So I think nowadays I understand when I'm having a when I'm when I'm actually talking to a man now I kind of can gauge right away based on our conversation if I'll be into it or not mm. whether he's hot or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that I think about if I could go back, um, I think I was so much in my head about trying to evaluate if we were a good mm. match that I didn't. Even though I was trying to tell myself you need to have fun and be in the moment, yeah. I really struggled with that. Mm. And I think sometimes I think about how like. 
if his reason was feeling like the humor connection was not there, that maybe it's because if I had let myself have a little bit more fun, mm. I think maybe it would have been different. Yeah. I think that um, the time that we date that we dated and how serious we were taking it and and even just where I am in my life and where he is in his life where we were so focused on our careers as well, it became challenging for me to to have fun and to let myself feel. Mm-hmm. And I know that that comes off in the energy like when we're hanging out together. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that also was interesting to me when you talked about how you and your ex like when you would try to bring up issues he would get angry and then that makes you like retreat and not want to like address right the thing that I thought was a challenge was we could talk about anything but almost to the point where we were both so mechanical about it Mm. because we weren't emotional about it and then it just felt like well then what the fuck is the point like it became like it became like a dry like speech and debate session you know what I mean (laughs) yeah like the the conversation about should this be defined as a relationship it was like well, the definition of a relationship means this. And, and then, but then, okay, fine. Then we, we somehow played the logic game to the, to the point where it was like, well, if that's how you define it, then yeah, we could, you could be my girlfriend. And I was like, this is not how I want to be asked to be. <laughs> but that was just our nature because we're both very logic-driven people. Yeah. So that when we were talking about things that should be emotional, there was no emotion involved. Mm. And when you don't have that, then there's no passion, you know? Ooh, that's, that's very true. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that is so interesting. Because I'm always, I've, I've been in like, I'm on the, the other the end other of end, that. Yeah. like, oh, shoot. Adding to that, if you could go back, what you do differently thing. Because it's something I actually, I hope to take in my future relationships. Is that, I, I got this actually from my friend's breakup with his girl. Is that he admitted to me that he also would get worked up in, 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 in like a conversations or when they're working things out. And she told him like, I do not, I do not tolerate when you mm. raise your voice at me and she she'll like she knew herself so well that when he did it a couple times she's like i can't do this anymore so mm. she kind of like knew her boundaries yeah. and put it like a stop to it because i think she also knew like you need some you have to like you got to do some like self-reflection some growing on this because the way you handle conversations that actually is not beneficial that's not serving anyone right now and yeah, I, under- yeah. I understand you're upset but i do not i am not gonna work very well in this relationship yeah. and for me i'm like oh shit like he also acknowledged, like, I actually learned a lot from her saying that to me. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I would love to get to a place where I know my boundaries when it comes to how I want to protect myself. Yeah. And in conversations. And I'm like, if that happens again, I would probably be like, nah, this is done. Like, three, if three times he's raising his voice at me and it's not, and he's actively not working on it. I know it's not a good fit because I, I, I get yeah. I, I go into a really dark place because of it. too. Yeah, I like I like that tip is um, it's a really good way to approach it is literally say, I do not tolerate this. This is not how I communicate. This is not how I this is not how I run a relationship or this is not how I exist in a relationship and not what I want in a partner. Yeah, I and mean, that's a good that's a really great. How do I say if I'm like, can you give me some emotion? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to to bring that <laughs> i would love for you to can you actually when you try that next time can you let me know how yeah. that works out i'm very <laughs> curious families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know about y'all, but there's always a genuine curiosity of like, I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. You know? So actually, like I said, we were so like kind of polite and mechanical about it. Our ending conversation, I think he literally used the word circle back. Like, because <laughs> he was like, we want to be friends. Or like, I really want to maintain a friendship with you. And I was like, yeah, I, I do too. Like, because I, I we mm. really did get along yeah. in, you know, um, and I was interested in things that he was working on in his life, vice versa. And so he was like, okay, well, when's like a good time I can like circle back? And I was like, I don't know, like a month. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's been like two months now. And there has, we had one interaction. Story? Um, no. So uh, I got a missed call and I was like, I don't think he usually, we don't, he doesn't call. He would message me. So I DM'd him. I was like, how did you butt dial me? Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, maybe. Um, and then it was just kind of like, happy new year. How are you doing? And it was very brief and then nothing. Mm-hmm. But there was like, yeah, I, I feel like I feel very comfortable with like messaging him if I have a question. And I think he feels the same with me. We ended it in a way where we said we're both still attracted to each other. But if we know that this is not going to go into mm-hmm. a serious relationship, it's best also that the boundary I said was like, let's not be around each other when we're drinking or any of those types of situations and give me some space and, and then I can I can do the friendship thing. Mm. Hmm. You can't even do like a friends of benefit thing with him? No, I don't. I'm not in a place in my life where mm. I want to do that. I'm, I am on apps now looking for another yeah. partner, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I knew the answer for it. I just had to ask. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But how about you? Do you know where your person is now? Man. Okay, so <clears throat> to give you guys context, I have, we have a couple mutual friends. So me and my ex-boyfriend have a lot of mutual friends. We went to the same college. Um, so it's a bit weird sometimes, but so he's in a relationship mm. and he's in Southern California. Um, I haven't ran into him yet. It's a little, I'm like, yay. <laughs> I don't know. It's always awkward running into your ex. You don't just say. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I know we're cool. Like, we're fine. Like, I think it'll be like really cordial and stuff and like make small talk. But I think for me, it was just weird because like, I'm actually no, it's not weird. Like I, I'm totally over it now. Like it's just been so many years, but um, I just find it interesting how like I kind of when we first broke up and I was still healing, it did bother me that he moved on so quickly. But I think it, it for me it targets more of an insecurity of mine because I'm always the last one to move on, and mm. I hate that feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. So at first it was like it sucked, but now I'm just like, all right, well, you're dating. And I think sometimes I don't know anything about his ex girlfriends or his current girlfriend, but like. I mean, if he's happy, that's all that matters. But it's also very clear to me, like, oh, like, we're living very different lifestyles now. And I, I think yeah. it makes sense that we're not. Well, together. actually, let's bring it back to that moment when you find out that that your ex-person is seeing someone else. Because mm. I think most of us can relate to that punch-in-the-gut feeling. Even as secure of a person as you can be, knowing the relationship that you might have or how you might be stimulated by your 
partners, previous partners or future partners, it's undoubtedly going to shake you a bit, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that moment when you found out he was seeing someone else and what insecurity of yours did it poke at? (sighs) Dang, Jay, you're bringing out some feelings in me. Um, (laughs) I remember the moment, clearly. I was actually at work and... um, Again, like I said, we have mutual friends. So I'm on Facebook just checking some things. And I saw that, I think at the time we were still friends on Facebook or one of his friends tagged him. And I saw he was with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know what it is? It's a combination of not expecting to see what you just saw. Yeah. And seeing what it actually is. And literally, I felt my heart drop to my gut. And I felt nauseous. Yeah. And at that moment, all I could think about doing was, I had to pack up right now and run to my car. And I ran to my car and I cried. Yeah, and I think I called one of you guys because I was just like, <gasps> he's dating someone. I don't know. It just hit me really hard because, and again, it's my insecurity of like, why am I always the last to move on? Like, I hated yeah. that feeling. I think another thing that it pulls out for me, and this is when I'm like, I never had this thought before, but I also found out she was much younger than me, uh, and I was like, shit, like you went. Th-. I was like, oh my god, like it made me go one, like, am I, like, am I old now? Like, what yeah, the fu- am yeah. I not desirable? Am I not? Yep. And I see why. I, Shit, I, I know it's like to be 22, 23, hella young and hot. And like, yeah. I, I remember that feeling, you know, but now I'm just like, it makes me go like, I'm not that. Am I not desirable? Yeah. Am I not enough of this thing that you wanted? Yeah. And it's just weird because like, to be honest, even after that, like another guy like was talking to, like he did, I had, a, had that moment again, seeing him yeah. with another girl. They found out she was also even younger. I was like, what the? F-? It just made me feel mm. like a little bit like insecure about myself. Yeah, yeah. No matter who you are, your experiences with dating someone and the person that they are seeing after is going to nick at you in a certain oh, way. for sure. So for you, it seems to be there's a pattern of like younger women. So that's yeah. going to that's gonna have a, an oppression on you. Yeah. For me, it's women who I already have an insecurity with like competency and career success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of that is just cultural too, yeah. right? Always taught like achieve high in school, get a good job, be a, a strong professional in something. And I remember this one time, there was a guy that I was, we went on a couple of dates and it was one of those like very fiery, like quick to to connect and be like, damn, we're going to be like, yeah. you're, you're gonna be my boyfriend, you're going to be my girlfriend. And then by date four, we had a falling out and it was like an ugly scream crying match, you know. And then I saw him unexpectedly at an event. There was It was like a suit and tie, mm. ballroom gown event. And he walked in and I, I remember looking at him, I'm, I just had yeah, that stomach. Or first it was the butterflies. And then I see a girl walking next to him and then my heart just fell into the pit of my stomach and I was just like oh my god not only was she beautiful and tall but then when I went on and you know stalked her on Facebook and stuff I was like damn she is that doctor she's a surgeon and for and he and he was very into the cultural thing and she was like Taiwanese and all this stuff and I just it just cut into all these insecurities about the competency of well I guess the insecurity about high achievement and comp, you know and that kind of a thing but the other insecurity that I say that this more recent relationship had provoked in was um you know him bring up humor i do sometimes feel like like i'm a pretty serious person and i've had in instances in the past where i've shared up been like damn i'm too boring for this guy so i had moments when he brought that up where i was like damn this is another insecure like i'm not mm-hmm. fun you know mm-hmm. <sighs> it's interesting how relationships can do this to you but it makes sense i'm like you're so invested like when you're in a relationship you kind of you're, old, you're vulnerable, you yes. know what I mean? But to, like, kind of, like, I guess wrap up this whole, like, reflecting on the past relationships. Thank And again, thank you for sharing what happened with you. Like, from your last relationship, what purpose do you think this person was meant to serve in your life? So I 
could say something like frou-frou, like, oh, you tell me to, you know, open up my heart again, blah, blah, blah. But when I really think about it, I was like, why did I feel so emotionally spent at the end of the year? And I think when I reflect back, I had really focused 2021 on, I did make a lot of strides in dating Mm -hmm. and um, opening myself up emotionally, but I think that I was doing it in a, in too much of a prescriptive way, which is I'm looking for a husband. Therefore, I need these things. And yes, I need to keep those things in mind, but I got so wrapped up in that that I wasn't really able to have fun. Mm -hmm. And so I think if anything, this relationship has taught me that I shouldn't try to force something too much. Mm. Um, Meaning I kind of almost feel like if I had the patience and I had let myself. So Mm -hmm. I think this experience is meant to teach me that going forward when it comes to my romantic relationships, I need to like, take the stick out of my ass, if you will. That's too graphic. <laughs> I need to have more fun. I need to be more invested in the joy aspect of dating. Mm, I don't know. That's a good takeaway, though. <laughs> I mean, what about for you? Like, what do you feel like the purpose of your last relationship was? I think for my ex, it's kind of like what I said earlier. It's like, I think if I didn't have, with that relationship, I would understand how I actually function in a relationship. When you're like, I don't know, because I haven't, so he was like my last, my, my only adult relationship I really had. So I think with that, I was able to understand how I am in a relationship and also like knowing my boundaries and knowing what I'm okay and not okay with is something I'm definitely going to take into my next one. Mm. You know? Knowing your boundaries. I think that's a very, that's a really good one that I, I do think that he helped you really reinforce. Oh, yeah. Well, Jay, um, I do want to say I know this breakup is actually still kind of fresh. It's only been like, what, a month or two? To wrap this episode up, I would love to ask, like, you know, how are you doing? And like, how are you processing this breakup? And are you feeling okay? Thank you for asking, Mel. Um, I have a hard time feeling my feelings and talking about my feelings. So what's been helpful for me, actually, the, the timing of this happening during the holidays and me kind of retreating, I've been kind of MIA in Orange County at my parents' place, just like, sleeping, uh, spending time with them and resting and just kind of reflecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's been, I don't know, I just, I don't feel emotions right away. And it it comes to me in like random spurts. Like when I'm driving, I might hear a song Mm -hmm. or I might have a memory and then it prompts like some tears. Um, And for me, it's not just with this relationship. I think it's the greater topic of just being alone or not being not having a partner at this point in my life when I really want one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I will continue. I'm sure that when I start to, you know, talk to other people or start dating again, that it's going to be another emotional roller coaster all along the way. Maybe not. I don't like, I don't, I don't know that this, I didn't really have a moment where I was like grieving, grieving. I kind of feel like it felt more like a, I just felt more like my heart was exhausted after this one. And maybe because this was my second Mm. more significant relationship in a year where I was really trying to look for a partner. So even though each relationship was three months, I felt it was, I got to the level with that person that I usually would with someone in like six months to a year, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Do you think right now you're kind of exhausted to even get back out in the dating world? I'm kind of in it right now. Like I'm talking to some people. Um, I actually feel like maybe it's exhausted to the point where I'm just kind of like um, ready to just 
not try to have control and just have fun. So mm. it's kind of a, it's kind of like that meme where, you know, they say it's like Friday and you throw your papers up in the air and yeah. you're like, fuck it. Yeah. That's kind of nice, nice. I'm kind of like, you know what? I tried to like be really deliberate about stuff and it's not working. Then fuck it. I'm just gonna like try to talk to people and stop trying to evaluate people and just be like, if I vibe with you, I vibe with you. And as long as you have like no major, major red flags. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of where I am. Why? Well, I also think that's great because I do, I know how you get in your head about this yeah. too. <laughs> So I'm happy to hear that you're kind of back out there and you seem like you're ready to. And I'm excited to see how you navigate these rela- like these dates or possible relationships in this more fuck it mentality. Because yeah. I think sometimes, like, when I hear all my friends, like, oh, it was casual and it became something. I'm like, dang, that kind of sounds nice, too, because yeah. it, it's unexpected. Yes. You know, so there's, there's a beauty in that, too. Thank you listeners so much for joining us today on this conversation, for letting me have my like post-breakup therapy session to share with you, my dating adventures the last couple of months, and for Mel and I to have this conversation about, you know, the not-so-pretty sides of love or romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, For anyone out there who is also going through a breakup of their own, our hearts are with you, and we hope that our conversation maybe can help inspire you to think about the aspects of your relationship in a positive way. What did this relationship mean to serve for you in your life? I'm sure there's something positive that came out of it. So, and if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave a little heartbreak emoji in our latest Instagram post. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. And we have a couple of shout outs today from Ashley in Dallas, Texas to Shree. You are a strong, independent, beautiful woman. I am so excited for all the fun adventures you will have in DC. From Elizabeth in Kansas City, shout out to my sweet friend Jane. You're killing it in grad school. I'm so proud of you. From Sophie in Waterloo, Ontario to Sarah. Hey, birthday girl. Thanks for sticking with me as my evil twin throughout the craziest years of our lives. You deserve everything you have and more. So don't forget to pat yourself on the back for working your ass off. Can't wait for our next adventures. From Nicolene in Toronto to the Asian Boss Girl team, thank you for your hard work. Happy Lunar New Year. Oh, thank you. Happy Lunar New Year to you as well, Nicolene. From Sonia in Mississauga, Canada to Vicky and Alvin, congratulations on your engagement, my dears. Love you to bits and so honored to be standing with you on your big day. And in Nashville, Tennessee, Christina is sending a shout out to Renee. I'm so glad I started listening to the ABG podcast after seeing you so passionate about this podcast. Please be less busy. Love you. From Kelly in SoCal to her sister Lauren, you're absolutely amazing, kind, and driven. Your career goal of giving a voice to the underrepresented groups via film is inspiring, and your passion will lead the way. And last but definitely not least, in Burbank, California, Jory is sending a shout out to Selena, to the most amazing and hardworking technical program manager, mother of two daughters, caring wife, and all-around gorgeous human being. ABG to the core. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we will catch you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye.